0: From the Clock Tower Mountaineer, this is the CS Lewis Book Club. I'm Dan and I'm Alex. Welcome to our book club and thank you for joining
1: us for the special episode dedicated to the CS Lewis Reading Day. And usually we have a spoiler alert right about now, but uh... nothing to spoil.
0: Or everything to spoil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may be spoiling everything. What What is the C.S. Lewis reading
1: day? So Alex? November 29th. This is C.S. Lewis's birthday, and this is an initiative from the podcast Pints with Jack, and we've been on their their podcast before, and they decided that they wanted to round up all of the C.S. Lewis type content in the podcast um, cyberspaces, which we <laughs> were part of, and encourage people all around to read more C.S. Lewis, specifically on this day. And you know what? We're always encouraging people to read more C.S. Lewis. That is the point of our book club.
0: I was going to say, it feels almost redundant to invite a bunch of book club members, <laughs> <laughs> C.S. Lewis book club members, in fact, <laughs> That's right. to read C.S. Lewis. But so, so if you are. haven't got the program yet...
2: <laughs>
1: Uh, that's the point of us talking at all is to encourage people to read more C.S. Lewis. But I thought we could talk today in this really short and almost reintroduction type episode of what we're all about here at the C.S. Lewis book club. Obviously in our name, the guy's name is in there, but I've read other books that aren't by C.S. Lewis. Have you, Dan? Or is it just C.S. Lewis? I have read other
0: books. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we and talk? I enjoy other authors. So why did we make a podcast about C.S. Lewis?
1: Yeah. If you listen to our intro episode for this podcast, I kind of talked a little bit about um, how Dan, you and I, our, friend- our friendship often leads us into conversations where C.S. Lewis is a topic and maybe not what he's Maybe not him as a topic per se, but that the topics that we want to talk about often have some insight that you or I have gotten from reading C.S. Lewis.
0: Yeah, I think I could say that more than any other author, when I am reading the scriptures, that his something he's said about that topic or that subject comes to mind in his perspective or approach that to me builds on what I'm trying to study and learn about. Yeah. He is very good at making difficult
1: concepts understandable to, uh, to folks like us. Folks like it. (laughs) I like that. I also think that he's besides being a good faith promoting type author. I also think that he's just a very entertaining read. Whenever I read anything from C.S. Lewis, I'm entertained. It really is fun to read. I don't get tired of reading his books at all. And I think that's probably why I personally wanted to do a podcast focused on C.S. Lewis is because he's so good at getting us into an enjoyment state of mind when we're reading about important things. Right. You could have you could read textbooks if you wanted to just fill your mind with information or you could read pulp fiction type um, romance or I don't know, trashy literature if you wanted to just be entertained. And he he figured out how to do both. Yeah. To write in an
0: instructive way, but just as entertaining as anything else you could be reading. Yeah. You can listen to two different sermons on the exact same subject. And if someone can bring in story and can can add entertainment to it, just like you're saying, um, it just makes it so much more enjoyable to engage with it. I agree. So why C.S. Lewis then for you, Dan? The first thing that came to mind, we had a couple, uh, we don't have a lot of notes for this episode that we're trying to cover, but the first one that comes to mind is repentance. Reading C.S. Lewis calls me to repentance, and it does that by helping me identify places where I deceive myself in my thinking. And so I I think somehow C.S. Lewis makes me enjoy the process of learning about areas I need to change. (laughs) Because he maybe maybe the work's still hard,
1: but Lewis often calls his readers to repentance just mid paragraph. He's like, oh, and
0: by the way, (laughs) repent. no, I think that maybe he just speaks the truth and then the truth calls me to repentance, yeah. but he speaks the truth in a way that it's, I mean, screw Tape Letters is a perfect uh, example of this where how can you read those letters and not walk away thinking, oh, <laughs> falling into that trap. And then uh, also encourage, I also love his focus and emphasis. Uh, we've talked about it, the, the hedonist God. And the focus on joy and pleasure and the, and what God has in store for us is so great. Um, I think sometimes we think of the disciples' journey. I, I don't think we talk enough about the pleasure and joy and happiness found in the disciples' journey. And C.S. Lewis, that was a big focus for him. And what ultimately drew him to Christianity was these natural desires for joy. I totally agree. And we've talked about on this podcast
1: about the, there's an essay that he wrote called Meditation in a Toolshed, where he looks at light coming in over in the crack of a, of a, the door of a tool shed that closed him into darkness. And he sees this beam of light coming through and he, and he compares looking at the light, analyzing the light. He calls this being contemplative and then compared to going into the light and looking by the light and then by the light scene through the crack of the door and outside in the trees and this beautiful landscape. And Lewis starts in that by the light perspective. When you're brought into Narnia, it's not now let's learn about Jesus page right. one. You know, it's, it's you are, but you don't even realize it. He's smuggling in, religion. And that's, I like that because it's a religious belief that I share with him. But I think he also makes such a compelling argument that it's nothing to be afraid of, I don't think, if you don't share C.S. Lewis's faith. But he does have an agenda. He's trying to get past kind of our analytic defensiveness of maybe learning something that will call us to repentance and then just presenting it to us in a way that's so full of joy that we come around to something, you know, religion is often depicted as being um, prudish and puritanical and something that uh, is not the path to joy. And when we understand, I think, the way that Lewis understood the character of God is that there's bounty, joy, and everything that our hearts could possibly desire in the direction of the Savior. So then why us? Why would somebody need to, uh, I don't know, listen to two dudes in their 30s?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Talking about cryptocurrency?
1: (laughs) Talk about, Right. Talk about something that somebody else already said. I guess we could, our podcast could be, hey, everybody, go read books by C.S. Lewis. Okay, bye. And then we're, we're out.
0: I don't know if I have a good answer for why us. I feel like everything I've ever read by C.S. Lewis tells me that I can't have a good answer for that. <laughs> it's not about us. Would it be just but, as good if we heard this somebody else do exactly what we're doing? Look, I mean, I would listen to this podcast if it was you and someone else because I like talking to you about C.S. Lewis. So sure, but assuming people... <laughs> whoever the other person was that replaces me wasn't detestable, I think I would listen. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah.
1: This is one thing that Lewis used as his reason for writing what he wrote. He says, nobody will write the the books I want to read. So I have to do it.
0: Sorry, Pints with Jack. <laughs> just it. <kidding. laughs> no, Pints different with Jack. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> okay.
1: All of the, I would encourage any of our listeners to seek out the different C.S. Lewis podcasts and listen to them. I think they all provide their own unique take on C.S. Lewis's writing. It, Lewis is such a bountiful benefactor that there's plenty to go around. But our perspective is that we are just two guys. That's the, that's the perspective I have. I might be able to kind of go off the cuff and talk about books that maybe some people don't have as much familiarity with as I do, but I'm just a normal dude talking about them. And that, there was this experience I had in grad school where I did grad school in, in psychology, but I
0: did my teaching credit. By physical te- science. Teaching
1: a uh, night class of phys- physical science.
0: And Alex is good. I attended one of those classes. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Oh dear. I think you called me up in front of the class for I something. Would, I probably would have. Yeah. Very entertaining. <laughs> Very
1: entertaining. <laughs> but see, I was able to do that because I did my gra- I did grad school in the same place that I did my undergrad, and I had been a TA for this physical science class for all of my undergrad um, years. And so the professor of that class allowed me to get my teaching credit through teaching that night class. And the, the specific class I taught was for a physical science class for non-science majors. And so me not being a science, having a, a degree in science or being a science major, that allowed me to engage with the students in a way that I think was more approachable, I was more approachable, also more accessible to them, almost like I didn't know too much to teach. And so that's kind of the way, the place that I feel I operate here as well. I'm not a C.S. Lewis scholar. And when I read books about people who are, or from people who are C.S. Lewis scholars, I'm reminded of that over and over again, that there are people who really know this stuff, and I just don't. But sometimes being a scholar puts you a little beyond arm's reach. And so it's kind of like we are a half step down from some of the more academic
0: podcasts that you could be
1: listening to about C.S. Lewis.
0: It's impressive that Lewis was as intelligent as he was and was still able to access fairy tale and write Narnia. And like you mentioned, sometimes people, when they go the scholarly route, kind of cut off the bridge (laughs) to teaching at the more common level or someone who doesn't have that background. And C.S. Lewis did have that background. And sometimes you read his forewords before the books and I'm like, this guy. (laughs) But he still was able to write Narnia and make it accessible. So my six-year-old enjoys reading it. That's right. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to do this obviously if if
1: Lewis wasn't such a genius and so good at teaching himself that really what we're doing is almost like, no, no, come come and see what he what he wrote. I'm just impressed every time I find you know, and I, I've kind of exhausted the what's available from C.S. Lewis literature, but every once once in a while, I'll come across an essay that he wrote, and I'll be like, he had this the whole time, <laughs> you know. And I haven't read it, and then I, it's, I, you know, I'm I'm re my interest is reenlivened, I'm reinvigorated um, to to dive into the this this font of wisdom, and ultimately because. Like we've talked about before, C.S. Lewis is the best signpost I can think of uh, to point us to Christ. He's just stable and secure and consistent in always pointing our hearts through whatever he's writing back to Jesus. Sorry, we were talking about why us and got back into talking about (laughs) C.S. Lewis. Um, Feels way more comfortable than... (laughs) I still
0: am not satisfied. Why you, Dan? Just here. I just, I just let a guy stay on my couch one day, and here we are. That's true. Um, I would, I would say the perspective that I bring with C.S. Lewis relative to my other experiences, because those the only experiences I have are my own, mm-hmm. um, would be I, I. I come from a big family. I've always felt this sense of community as I've grown up and even responsibility to Alex will always tell me I take on too much responsibility for everything around me. And, In our little friendship therapy session. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, um, C.S. Lewis's writings help hit at truths that I think universally can help people just across the gamut of the weaknesses or struggles of humanity and I know he's he can do that because he's pointing us back to Christ but I just think he makes it so accessible that whether you're starting with a fairy tale or you're starting wherever you're starting in his writings um, I think it's just it's rare that you can find somebody that I can just universally to whoever I'm talking about and wherever they're at say if you read this this can help you And I don't feel like that about very many things. Yeah.
1: Well, let's take a little break and come back and then talk about why you, the listeners, why are you here? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. See you in a bit.
0: We've answered the core questions so far of why C.S. Lewis, why the podcast, and a little bit about why us. Yeah. So why our listeners? Yeah. Well, we obviously,
1: (laughs) this doesn't work. Why are you here? (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, this podcast obviously is silly and pointless if we don't have listeners. This is a book club, and we've been really encouraged and surprised with how, um, how many listeners? How many listeners? But also um, the quality of, of listener and and the participation. And so I wanted to share some of the participation that we haven't been able to really get around to in our normal episodes. And thank you for sending in voice memos. We love the voice memos. It's um, it's easy to talk to Dan in the studio, and just. Pretend that we're talking to people, and I, I just am always shocked when they're when sometimes the voices in the chair that you know our third chair in the room talks back, and it's I don't know it's it's my favorite part about doing all of this, and every once in a while I can get a little too self conscious and think what who would want to listen to me, and um, granted not that's not your <laughs> that's not your responsibility to uh, reassure me, but here's some. <laughs> Sorry. See, I can't even talk about it without getting so egocentric, but I'm going to play one, uh, an audio clip, and this is from Abigail. Hey there, guys. It's Abigail from Wisconsin, and I so enjoyed your podcast on Out of the Silent Planet, the third uh, installment that's one sponsored by Stupid, and uh, I'm gonna take this information and share this information with my Pequant Page
2: Turner Ladies Book Club. So way to go! Keep it up. Great, great thoughts. And yes, further up and further in. Thank you.
0: Sponsored by stupid. <laughs> yeah, you
1: remember. You I did do. Yeah. You got uncomfortable that I had. I kept
0: saying the word stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was that was beautiful. I, I used to live in Wisconsin. I just felt like one of my neighbors popped over to talk to <laughs> us. That was awesome. Shout out to the Peacount Page Turner Book Club. That's right.
1: That's great. We're and it's fun to have these connections with I I think we've heard from another listener, Tracy, who's part of another book club and the and they're sharing with our virtual book club. It's it's just kind of fun connections that this type of reading material is so important to so many people. Um. Yeah, thanks. That's <laughs> that was awesome. It's hard not to smile through that voice message. Here's another one. This one doesn't have a name. It's just a bunch of numbers, but I'll play it anyway.
2: Hey guys. I wanted to say thank you so much for this podcast. I've always enjoyed Lewis and his different uh, books, but this has been a real treat to get to slow down and look a little bit more closely at each one to see how they connect to each other, and to have, in a sense, kind of a paced reading uh, companion that that keeps me on target and challenges me to pick up the next book. Uh, I've also really loved that your podcast is an interesting balance between uh, theology and ethics, philosophy and literature analysis. Uh, it, just the combination of all of that has, has made it a real delight as well. You've definitely said different things that have challenged me and made me consider my own life in different angles and things that I don't think I would have picked up in his books had I not had the companionship of your podcast. So thank you for being my virtual book.
1: Oh, and it just cuts off right there. But
0: <laughs> Wow, did you know you had all those skills? No, Dan? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, that uh, that's the first time I've heard that one. Wow. Um, thank you. Yeah, and
1: unfortunately doesn't have a name, but it's a, I think a phone number <laughs> maybe. So I'm not going to read it out. But what's um, the
0: what's like the area code? Can we call it two seven two? Thank you two seven two. <laughs> I think. So, <laughs> um, I I I relate a lot with that because I feel the same thing doing this with you because there's some work that goes into the preparation and some preparation whatever else. And so it in the same way she says, hey, this is cool because it's encouraging me to pick up the next book and to stay on some type of cadence, the book club's doing the same thing for me. Yeah. It's encouraging me to pick up that next book and to stay on a cadence, and I'm getting more C.S. Lewis into my life and more little tastes of theology a little bit, maybe when I do a little bit of background research and stuff. So, um, Yeah. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. it's When I hear stuff like that, it's like, oh, w- w- a lot of responsibility. You're getting all this from us. And I'm not, e- we're not even like assuming we can provide that to somebody. So it's almost like retrospectively, am I taking this as seriously as I ought to obviously see, look at me, turn it back on <laughs> <laughs> focusing on myself again. <laughs> so that is a superpower I have, but <laughs> thank you for that, uh, voice mem- memo. And this last voice memo that I'm going to play is also about uh, Out of the Silent Planet. So maybe we should do a revisit of the Out of the Silent Planet sometime soon. This is from Emily.
2: Hi, Dan and Alex. This is Emily, and I wanted to send some thoughts from Out of the Silent Planet. Uh, You talk about the different strengths of the Rasa. Cerrone and Fiffle Tricky and um, how great it would be to meet a Ross first rather than one of the others. Um, and I think uh, maybe as we meet new people, Even on this planet, we could be like Rasa and focus on communication and listening and emotional understanding and how great that would be, particularly in situations of discipline where we can listen and understand and feel and empathize with them rather than immediately jumping to what you should do or how can we fix this. Um, I think starting from a place of communication and understanding is a pretty great way to be. So thanks for the podcast. I love listening
1: thanks Emily that is such a cool perspective i think we talked on the on our one of our episodes of out of the silent planet about the different types of of so oh no what are they of um now yeah that we are and you know i think you outed me as a sorn
0: uh, I mean, Sarah did Sarah, too. That's so. right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but how Emily brought up that if we can shift maybe our own personalities. she's seeing the potential of all the, the Fiffle Triggy, the Cerrone, and the Hirosa within us and to maybe present ourselves to each other as Hirosa. And I think that maybe is getting at... Why, when we're talking about, why are we doing C.S. Lewis? And I think it's just C.S. Lewis is a cross. And that's why he's so welcoming to anybody who wants to join him in the journey of his conversion and kind of see the more beautiful and poetic, that sweet desire, like we saw in the pilgrim's regress of drawing our hearts to something that's bigger and greater than whatever pleasures you might be seeking in life that there is something even more. And the harasa know how to sing that to our hearts. And so I think that's just so beautiful. And not that the sorns or the Sironi are bad, but maybe the intellect should probably follow because on first glance, Ransom is terrified by these specters. He sees it coming
0: at him across the, the water. Uh, that comment made me think of uh, the body of Christ and how in this only semi-fallen world, that I agree, the Harass, you know, like we've talked about, the Harass is who you want to be. Invite you to stay at the planet at first, and it might have been a little bit awkward staying with the Fiffle triggy had that been your first interaction. However, um, there was a place for each one, yeah. and they all had their strengths, and they all brought that, and none of them saw themselves as superior to the other one because of those strengths and weaknesses and differences. I mean, the Hrasa almost killed him on his journey because they didn't give him enough permission. <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, I think appreciating every part of of the body of the church or the of of this book club, every yeah. per, every person that brings different things, we need our sorns. Yeah. So, um, I, as the resident Hrasa, as I was identified on the episode, I just want to extol the <laughs> virtues of the sorns among us. <laughs> and if we had a piffle triggy on this episode, I'd enjoy that too. Yeah.
1: So wear your cross on your sleeve, but be ready always to give an answer for the
0: sorn that is in you. Is that blasphemous enough? Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to put that in my in my categorization boxes in my mind. So <laughs> anyway, we have had a blast so far.
1: We started off with this podcast not knowing exactly how far we'd go, even whether we'd make it through all of Narnia. If you haven't listened to our episodes with Narnia, I would encourage you first, go read The Chronicles of Narnia. And if you'd like to supplement your reading with the conversations we have had about each of those books, I would encourage that too. But the goal that we have here is not for you to listen to my voice or Dan's voice, especially since the <laughs> whether or not my voice is even fully here has been kind of a problem <laughs> question <for us. laughs> yeah but um, the more we do it the the more fun it is how
0: long have we done this
1: now well we started in February I think maybe even January so it's, wow. been,
0: it's been a long time
1: almost a whole year and it's something that I look to, forward to every week it's been great so thank you for listening to us hopefully this kind of slapdash Uh, episode isn't going to repel you away from further listening, but, um, (laughs) see, I need to, maybe I need to just stop doing the, uh, the self handicapping, (laughs) but thank you for coming along with us for being a part of our book club. We've enjoyed it immensely and we're committed to continue at least through this season. And then
0: we'll see where it goes from there. (laughs) We are committed to the end of this season, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ryan Howard. Wow! Like,
1: I don't know if I'll love you tomorrow,
0: but I do today. That's right. Uh, yeah. Th- thank Sorry. you, everyone. This is this has been phenomenal, and uh, thank you, Alex. I mean, you were kind of the little bit of the mastermind behind this episode, so I'm blaming you or giving you credit depending yes. on how the reaction
1: <laughs> the listener gets to decide.
0: Thanks again for being in our book club. We hope you'll continue with us. If you'd like to participate with comments, questions, criticisms, or corrections, you can email us a message or voice memo at bookclub at mountainair.media, M-T-N-A-I-R. Please subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast app. And happy C.S.
1: Lewis Reading Day. If you haven't yet, go find some, um, some essay or even a book.
0: Curl up in that wardrobe.
1: Yeah. And... Uh, and maybe if you're on social media, post a quote from C.S. Lewis. I don't know. Yeah, There's so many ways to participate. And uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to us today.
0: See you next week. Okay. Bye.